Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships. Learn why honor, beauty, leadership, and self-help is important for your empowerment. Get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health. Also, listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away. Now, here's your relationship specialist and host, Daiya Six. Hey, who's calling me? Who's calling me? <laughs> Welcome, you wonderful people. Oh, my goodness. Happy, happy day. I hope that everyone is really doing well today. I'm happy to have you here um, on board with me, that is. I think we're going to enjoy today's show. But I always say that, right? <laughs> but guess what? I always mean that. I always have fun doing my shows, and I love bringing you all great guests who has great information to share with you that can help you or someone you know. Anyways, where's my manners? Welcome to one of the only shows that bring you love, beauty, health, and empowerment. Yep, a face-to-face, healthy relationship talk radio. Call me by my name. I'm Daya Six, your relationship specialist and host, and I want to give you a big thank you for attending, for listening, everyone. And, oh, and check this out. I want to say thank you to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. Did you guys hear that? I got a little sentimental there. (laughs) I got a little sentimental, but I want to thank everyone for wishing me a happy birthday. And you know what? Listen closely because I'm going to shout out those names that said, Daya, happy birthday, specifically also on my Facebook, okay? So let's find out what's happening on today's show. I'm ready to talk about today's topic. Today's topic is your relationship with fixing yourself. This is one of the ultimate things that I talk about here on the show. And today I have someone to back me up again (laughs) and we will discuss why it is important to fix yourself because you have to think that if you are interfering in someone's space, I don't care for how long, you want to make sure that your energy is right. You want to make sure that you can bring what you're supposed to bring to that relationship. Oh my God. Also, we will share a clip from a young man who gives relationship advice to hundreds, if not thousands of people. Um, about, you know, relationships. And I want to know what you guys think. I don't want to give it away, but I want you guys to, you know, tune in because I never really heard this type of relationship advice before. So I thought it was, uh, I can't say it was tasteful, but it was interesting. How about that? Because my guests and I will definitely give our opinion on his ideologies. And guess what? We also have a Dear Diane letter from Michael Stubbs who wants to know if it's okay that he doesn't want to settle down. He says he dates women, but don't want relationship with many of them. So we will talk about all that and give some great advice right here. And hopefully we could be some help to Mr. Michael Stubbs. So you guys, are you all ready to get started? Because I am. Karina, let's do it. times are we attracted to someone right away and we are ready to jump in a relationship start a new relationship we want the spice we want the connection and a lot of times 
we do this without even fixing ourselves, without even understanding what some of our problems may be, whether we felt like it came from our previous partner or even ourselves. Either way, we avoid maintenance. And personally, we all need maintenance. I don't care how great you are or how great you think you are in a relationship. Well, you know, you guys, I bring on guests who are experts in their fields. Yes, I do. Who can help us with these type of questions, even though you guys have heard this before on my show. Like I said before, I bought somebody that can back me up. I have someone that can back me up from A to Z. She is a PhD clinical sexologist, okay, psychotherapist, and, of course, expert in relationships. And I dig her because her goal is to help people find the best of themselves to create a better, long-lasting relationship. You guys, please welcome all the way from Huntington Beach, author, and sexologist, we have Christy Overstreet. Christy, are you there? Yes, thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you today. You know I am thrilled to have you. And you know what? You know, I always get Huntington Beach and Newport Beach. I don't know why I get confused. <laughs> okay, it's Huntington Beach, Christy? It is, yeah. It's north of Newport, so I'm right next to Long Beach. <laughs> You know what? Oh, my God. I don't know. And listen, you know, I just asked you. I said, wait a minute, Christy. You were in Huntington Beach. And and something said Newport Beach. I hate getting those things mixed up, but I do. And I need to stop. And I've been here in California for darn near my whole life, you know? Right. Well, they're they're very different. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. That's what's so terrible about me, even confusing them and putting them together. Anyways, we are, I am ready. I am so happy that you are here on the show because, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot to talk about. Yes. Just like you, you know, you love helping people, you know, in relationships. Well, just like me, you love helping people in relationships. And I dig you because, first of all, it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It also takes a lot of focus, understanding. You have to and see what people under have to understand is, you know, mm-hmm. when I get clients and people who have relationship, um, you know, issues, and you can tell me this, Christy, you know, I have to be optimistic on every level, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you find that you have to do that as well sometimes? Absolutely. Sometimes you're trying to believe it for them before they can even see it because they need that optimism. They need that support that things are possible. And just like you're, you do, you you don't do the work for them, but you give them the hope and give them the tools and techniques that if they apply them, it can happen. Yes. Yes. OK, so, you know, I want to get into your business a little bit. I want to get into <laughs> business. I want to know how did you come because, you know, you're a sexologist, which I think is absolutely fun because I love sex, mm-hmm. and and um and and um I love the the um interference of energy, strong positive energy that is. It's like a it's a high. It's a high that I don't think and I hope I will never get used to mm-hmm. and never stop exploring. But you have a few things under your belt now. Which one came first? Because you know, to me, you're like a superwoman. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, you you should talk because, I mean, you do a lot, too. So if you call me that, that says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right, girl. We can be superheroes. Yes. I will take it. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So what happened is I became a therapist after my life went through its own pivot and I was set out in medical school training to be a physician and just had this almost like breakdown within myself that just something didn't feel right. And so I had that opportunity to pivot and reframe where I was at and found my love of therapy and connected and became a therapist. And through the years, I saw so many individuals and couples that were so hung up on sex and issues with sex. And we don't get a lot of training in school about sex. And so, you know, how do we talk with people? How do we deal with our own stuff that might come up in that experience? And so I found it really easy to talk about and I saw there was a need. And so that said to me, you need to go get training. You need to get as much experience as you can and help these individuals. And it evolved from there from becoming a certified sex therapist to the doctorate in clinical sexology. That is awesome. And you know what? It's so funny that you say that because in school, a lot of people are, you know, they're uncomfortable with talking about sex, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think that it should be something that any of us really should be uncomfortable about um, because sexual urges and and things like Mm -hmm. that are extremely, extremely natural. I think that they need to be careful on how they, you know, um, bring it Mm -hmm. to you know, the children, well, I, I don't think kids, but young adults, you know, in high school, sure. you know, but um, yeah, so, you know, that's some good stuff. Um, and when you started exploring this part of you, right, mm-hmm. were you excited? Did you tell anyone about it? Or <laughs> was it just like, ah, no, I'm gonna keep this to myself? You know, that's interesting. No one in all these years has never asked that. And I think that's huge that you asked that because, I hid so much of it because, I mean, I grew up in a small town in South Georgia. I mean, very, very much the Bible Belt. And I was embarrassed about, you know, my own ability to help people, what that would, you know, what people think about me, what they would say about me. Then there's this side of me that I really don't care what anybody else thinks anyway, because it's my life and I'm responsible for my own life. And so that's what powered me through. And it gave me the opportunity to explore my own hangups and, um, what, you know, what I cared about, what I didn't care about. So yeah, then I started embracing it and saying, wait a minute, I'm teaching people not to hide who they are and to release this shame behind this. And how can I feel it? So I was able to work through it. So I think that helps give some extra energy. Yeah, that, that is so good. So, I, but you know what, I'm going to ask you a personal question. I'm not going to ask it right now. Okay. I wonder, you know what I say, you know, what, let's just have some fun. Yes. I'll, you know what, the questions that I ask you, I have no problem answering myself, okay? But I say, let's have some fun. And there's lots of other stuff that I want to um, <laughs> cover, you know, but, um, you know, adults love talking about sex. I love talking about mm-hmm. sex. I love talking about relationships. Um, it's it's who I am. And I think because it's who I am, that's what makes me pretty good at it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a question. Yes. How do you feel about people who have to learn how to fix themselves when it comes to using bad language with the person that they're with, let alone the person they're claiming they love. Now, when you say bad language, you're talking about cuss words, profanity, or you're talking about like negative self-talk. Help me understand that. Okay. Thank you for, thank you for clarifying <laughs> that. You know what? Cause listen, I, I curse. I will curse. Yes. I'm like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> I don't have no problem. I have no problem with that. What I mean is this. One of my girlfriends had came to me not too long ago, actually this week, Mm -hmm. because she needed some of some, you know, some help. And she's very young. She's in a relationship. And she says, you know, my boyfriend always tell me, you know, well, 
are you, do, do you have any common sense? Oh. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you act like you don't have any common sense. Like, mm-hmm. what do I need in order for you to actually really learn to think with your mind? You know, yeah. those are the type of words. That's the type of language that I am talking about. Mm-hmm. And you guys, guess what? We are getting ready to come up on a commercial break. So when we come back, we're going to have Miss Chrissy to answer that. So stay tuned because we got a lot to cover in actually so little time. Don't you go nowhere because guess what? We're going to talk about sex too. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention, ladies. Have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Whether it's lunges or crunches or tricep dips, there is usually one exercise that you dread doing. I tell my clients that when they are working out on their own, to do the exercise that they like the least first. I have several women clients who really want to shape up their lower body, but they despise lunges or squats in any form. So we always do those exercises at the beginning of the workout when they have more energy and enthusiasm. By waiting until the end of the exercise session, especially if they're working out on their own, it is too easy to cut the workout short and not do those important exercises. For me, abdominal work is my least favorite, so I always do my abdominal exercises right after I warm up. After I get those out of the way, I concentrate on lifting weights, which I really do enjoy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right, you guys, we are back. We are back. Yes, we are. With author and also sexologist, we have Christy Overstreet on as a guest today and we're already having fun right Christy that's right yeah I love your energy and you know what I love your voice (laughs) (laughs) I love your voice I think it rocks okay so so the question uh, before we you know went on a break Mm -hmm. you know um, do you think that or what do you think someone that who wants to change their wording towards the person they love what do you think Mm -hmm. some of the first things that they can do because there's a lot of that that goes on in relationships no absolutely and so if the individual that's receiving that language let's just say your girlfriend you were talking about she can let him know i don't appreciate when you talk with me like that i'm open to your feedback but i need you to dial it down a little bit 
It's not okay, you know, to just come at me or come at me loud. It's going to cause me to shut down. So I'm open to hearing your feedback, but you need to look at how you word it to me. And using those I statements, as you know, is so important. Yeah. And that's why, and you know what, that's called holding a person accountable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't really understand how to do that or even how to start. And, and in a sense, sometimes it, it, it boils down to their childhood and their upbringing and what they're used to in their own homes. But if you really care about a person and they come to you with a problem, I don't care whether you think you feel that they should feel like they have a problem with you in this area or not. That's not your position to judge. Mm -hmm. Your position as your partner is to listen when mm -hmm. they come to you and say, this is what makes me uncomfortable or this is what hurts right. me. I detest individuals, and you tell me, Christy, that goes, oh, that isn't nothing. Get over it. That's 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 nothing. When someone brings mm -hmm. to their partner's attention, this makes me feel uncomfortable, or I don't like it when you do that. Right. I mean, that minimizes it. And what happens is all those nothing stack up, and it becomes resentment towards other person. And if somebody's not really good at asserting themselves, and like you said, speak up and saying what you need or what you don't like, it stacks up and can cause them to, to be passive aggressive and to stack and stuff and stack and stuff. And then, you know, they blow up on their partner and their partner has no idea where it came from because they haven't been speaking up and stating what they need. That's not okay. Yeah. And that's a ditch for disaster in relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, it really is. Okay. So you ready for this question that I want to ask you? Oh yeah. Let me have it. <laughs> okay. So first, Okay, when you knew that you wanted to start dealing with relationships and, you know, and get into that field, what age were you? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I was around tw uh, 30, late 20s, 29, 30. Okay. I, I'd already been a clinician for a couple of years, but it was around 30 when I started honing in on a lot of these things. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to know. And the reason why I'm so happy that you said that versus like 18 or whatever. At 30, you know, a woman pretty much understands her sex. Her yes. Sex, you know what I'm saying? She mm -hmm. understands all this. She understands her body. And so my question to you is, what have some of your like past relationships have said about you in, you know, when you guys were in a relationship together? Well, one of the feedback that I can remember, you know, hearing a lot was that um, that I felt comfortable speaking up. Like you always let me know kind of what you think and you don't come at me, you know, and, and come at me hard, which is nice because then I'm going to be more open to tell you what's happening. And then also not to be so quick to judgment. Like when something happens, I don't explode. Um, and so I've been told that it's kind of appreciated that you kind of stop and think before reacting. Now, and that's in the 30s. So, I mean, you said 18. I was a, just a mess, like most people are until their, their 30s, right? We're right, trying to right. figure things out. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, getting feedback and, and, and knowing what, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you need to work on is imperative. And asking what that feedback is, it's the only way we grow. And like you said, never ask a question unless you're ready to hear the answer, right? <laughs> that is 100% correct. <laughs> Is 100% correct. How many women do you know? And I, you, you know, it with working with couples, they'll say, well, what do you think? Do you think this is okay? Or do you think I look good in this? Or do you think I'm any good in bed? I'm like, are you ready? Because if you're going to put that out there, you're asking for an honest answer. So watch what you ask unless you want to hear the truth. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Do I look fat in this dress? Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> let's talk about judgment because that's one thing that is really mm-hmm. huge in relationships. People are always judging. There was, let me, I'll explain to you mm-hmm. a, a, a scenario here. My girlfriend called me and said, I saw a text message on my man's phone that said, I love you. Mm. And I said, oh, I said, okay. She says, and I got so upset because I'm like, is he cheating on me? Who, you know, who is this? Who is he claiming that I love? You know, who is he claiming his love to? He's only supposed to be saying that to me. So I said, well, if there's smoke, then go check out and see if there's a fire. Mm-hmm. I said, so it's your job for communication here, honey. Go mm-hmm. and ask. And she said, well, I don't really want to cause a problem. Because he's going to say, well, why were you looking into my phone? I said, well, honey, let me tell you something. First of all, you confirm with him that you have eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And you can look anywhere that you want. But if he has a problem with you asking simple questions like that without having a negative vibe or getting disturbed by it, there is a problem. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Chrissy? She went ahead and asked the question. And guess what? The message was sent to his daughter. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about judgment, right. right? When do you think it's safe to judge? Well, it's when we start judging and assuming, we create, like you said, this narrative. Like she could have went down this spiral place and went at him hard and given him a hard time, and he would have got defensive. And stopping and thinking and and saying, is there other options for this? Could this mean something else than what I think it does? That can kind of help keep those assumptions because unless someone says it or does it, it's not the truth. And just because we have assumption or judgment about it doesn't make it a fact. And so exploring that's important. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know what? We have a, oh, you know what, Karina? Do we have the food for thought? Okay, let's listen. We're going to do we have time to play the food for thought before the commercial? Because I really want to I totally forgot. I'm having such a great conversation with you. Okay, let's play it right quick. Chrissy, I want you to listen to this. If you are doing this one thing, then you're hurting your partner in your relationship. And that one thing is not validating what they're feeling or saying. It's so easy to just hear what someone's saying, but to really listen can be an art form. And it's important in your relationship that your partner feels listened to and fully heard. One way to do that is to validate what they say. For example, if your partner says, I really like it when you do X, Y, and Z. When they tell you that, say back to them, I know that you really like it when I do X, Y, and Z, so I'm happy to do it for you. Or if they're sharing something with you, let them know you hear them by doing a little bit more than just saying yes. Say, okay, I hear you. This doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they say or doesn't even mean they're right. Just the fact that they feel that you listen to them actively and let them know, hey, I hear you, I hear what you're saying, um, I agree or I disagree or I want you to think about it this way is extremely important. Most of the times, especially in couples where there's conflict, one person is waiting for the other person to stop talking so they can put in their two cents or so they can tell them um, how they're wrong. When you do that, you don't take time to validate what the other person is saying, and you're cutting yourself short. You're not going to be able to resolve issues and conflicts this way. So validate what they're saying. Let them know that you're truly actively listening to them before you share your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It works. 
I so agree with that. <laughs> when I heard that, I said, I have to snatch that up. And thank you, you guys. That was Chrissy Overstreet, just in case you guys don't understand that. Don't, you know, you don't recognize her voice. But that was her. And so let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, when people have a problem in a relationship that they want to bring forth to their partner, even if they ask a question, they already have this idea of, one, what their partner is going to say, because everybody mm-hmm. feels like they know their partner, right? Right. Two, the moment a partner says a word that someone may be not suggestible to, they run off with thoughts and illusions. Mm-hmm. And then just like you said in the clip that we just heard, that you're not even listening to your partner. You're too busy trying to get in your two cents in to clarify and justify your point of view. So what do you think that the first step that a person can do, you know, and I'm asking, like, what do you think people can do to catch themselves so that they don't have that type of behavior? Yeah. It, when you have that type of behavior comes out so fast, right? It happens almost automatically because, like you said, those two things happen with our assumptions and our mind starts reeling um, and we have those thoughts. The first thing to do is close your mouth. Just literally, some, I even do this sometimes, put your hand over your mouth oh, nice. and just be there in the moment. And then just open up and listen and take a deep breath and know I don't have to react right now. And then when they're finished or, okay, are you ready for me to give you your feedback? Are you ready for me to respond? Then say, I think I won't. I wish I I hear you because stopping and listening is key. We don't stop and listen because we we're running nonstop. We got a thousand things happening and we don't need another crisis on our hands. And most people, majority of guys, a lot of guys, I'm not saying all guys, don't even bring stuff up to talk about because they know it's going to be turned into a big thing and they don't have time to deal with it and hear the woman talk it all out. So they avoid things too that way because everything that comes up might be an issue. So stopping and just listening is the first step. That is the first step. And you know what I, and when I was reading your book, which I thought was phenomenal, I thought it was, it was, it was, it was, it was just information that everyone should be using in their relationship And one thing that you said in your book was stop using words that don't work, Mm -hmm. like the demand words. Give an example of, um, if you would be so nice to do so, of what a demand word is. Yes. This is one of my favorites because we use it so many times a day. When I'm working with clients, I can easily hear it like 20 times a day. And it should. He should know what I'm thinking. She shouldn't be doing that. She knows it makes me mad or shouldn't or shoulds. And those are demand words that puts all this realist, uh, unrealistic expectations on there. And so you can't even move out of it. And so it's important to rephrase it. I would like, I hope that he hears what I'm saying. I want you to know what I'm saying, or he needs to find out what I'm saying versus he should, or vice versa for the female. But those should words, we do it so commonly and it beats us down. It pushes us down and it doesn't leave us space to work ourselves out of the conflict. Sure doesn't. It's almost like we're running up against a wall, expecting to go through it. You know exactly. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we need to stop. Okay, it's called human behavior. Let's start practicing, Mm -hmm. you guys. (laughs) Anyways, we're getting ready to come up on a commercial break again. And when we come back, 
we're going to listen to someone who gave relationship advice. I'm going to put my two cents in it. What about you, Christy? I'm on it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, you guys, don't go anywhere. We also have the Dear Diane letter. For more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques, right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention, ladies. Would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty and the first to do it globally. Come create value a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Having a tone-tight abdominal area, or better known as a six-pack, is highly desirable to many men and women. Unfortunately, you cannot spot reduce in that area of your body or in any area for that matter. One exercise myth is that you can do a multitude of crunches to achieve that sculpted look for your abs. While doing crunches is a very good idea and an important element to any exercise routine, it will not give you a six pack. The reason is that unless you lose weight and keep your body weight low, you will still have a layer of body fat on top of your muscles. Your ab muscles underneath that fat may be toned and sculpted, but the fat that's on top of them is preventing you from seeing that. Include fat-burning cardio exercise in your daily workout along with your crunches. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. We are back, and I'm happy that you guys are tuning in with us. Now, we're going to go over some of the things that I want to share with you guys because one thing that I have to let you guys know is Miss um, Overstreet has a book out And thank you so much for sending this to me because this is some really good information and anyone can really read this without getting confused. And it's called Fix Yourself First, you guys. Let's talk about, and 25 tips, excuse me, 25 tips to stop ruining your relationship. You have them in here. (laughs) And I was like, yay. And you you also give homework assignments, Mm -hmm. which I think are fantastic because if you do not go through the motion of changing, you will never change. So kudos to you on that. So you know what you're doing. That's why I bring people <laughs> on my show to know what they're doing, okay? Thank okay. you. Okay, so let's talk about some of the stuff that's in, in the book. And you said, this is one thing, too, that oh, I so resonated with this, Christy. You said, be healthy to give your 50%. Mm-hmm. If that is not the truth when it comes to relationships i don't know what is can you elaborate on that 
Absolutely. And I'm glad that resonates with you. And that just shows kind of from your end that, you know, we're only responsible for ourselves, but we're in a relationship with one other person. We're responsible for 50% and giving that doesn't mean times aren't tough where you may have to give more or they may give more, but your healthiness, you're responsible for your half. And when you focus on that and get all that running on, you know, running really good, then your responsibility is taken care of. And when you're doing your best and you're healthy, that's going to get on the other person because we know we can't change our partners. That's what led me to write this book is so many people, including myself in past relationships, I thought I can change them. I can change them. I know I can. They're going to change when we get past the year. They're going to change. No, no. People don't change. We change ourselves. And when we change for the better, it's the best chance at our partners changing because they see our improvements and then they're given permission to change as well. And it gets on them and it either they ship up or you ship out because if they don't change and you've gotten healthy, you're going to grow out of that relationship anyway which is really scary sometimes. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people are really afraid of, which is why Mm -hmm. they're afraid to jump, you know? But if you are, listen, I'll tell you like this. When I'm in a relationship, I haven't found a man yet that says, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. However, I've been in relationships where I'm like, you know what? You're either going to step up or I'm going to step out. And I always ask, I always ask, don't be afraid, you guys, to ask the person you're with, is there anything that you feel that, you know, you would want me to do more? Or do you think mm-hmm. it's something that I'm missing about myself? Those are very healthy questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, one thing that I said, too, that I liked in your book. What's that? Um, I think it's important for us to look at unhealthy couples. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Why do you think it's important for people to look at unhealthy couples? Because the good thing about unhealthy couples is it's so blatantly obvious what you don't need to be doing. It's like, I want to do opposite of what they're doing. If I do opposite, I've got a great shot at being healthy. And the biggest thing is unhealthy attracts unhealthy. Yeah. That's why why unhealthy couples stay together. If I get healthy and I'm in a relationship with someone who's unhealthy, it's not going to last long and I have to deal with it and move on. And then if I'm healthy, I'm going to attract someone who's healthy. And if they're not, I'm not going to let my boundary down. I'm not going to find myself in a relationship with them because I'm not going to settle for that. Right. And we change and we look at long term relationships. People that have been together for years and years and years. We naturally change. But that doesn't mean we have to stay together if it's not working out, especially if the other person is getting unhealthy. You don't have to be in a toxic, unhealthy relationship unless you want to. And it's all up to each individual person. And I think that's where we don't take accountability, especially as women. We like to blame others. We like to be the victim. We like to pretend like we're hurt. No, it's my responsibility, not his. And we got to stop bashing sometimes on guys and say, what do I need to do? And ask those two questions you just said. What can I do different? What can I change? Because if we as women could do that, we'd find some healthier relationships or we would outgrow some of those that we're in. That is so beautiful. And it, it, you're right. It's one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and also, you know what? How do you feel? Because when we talk about unhealthy relationships, there's so many things that make relationships unhealthy. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest ones is infidelity and affairs. Yes. Right. right. So many women will stay in relationships even in the beginning when they know mm-hmm. that the person that they're with stepped out on them, cheated, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about affairs? Because I did a, um, I did a show on it and it was called cheaters are stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear that one. I'll have to go back and find that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's called Cheaters Are Stupid. And I don't think I had a guess on that day. I think I wanted to hold it down myself because I uh-huh. had so much information. Yes. But um, how do you feel about a woman that who decides to stay in a relationship in the very beginning? Do you think she's setting herself up for fear? Or even a man for that? Since mm-hmm. Because women cheat as well. So, women you know, well. you just know that, you know, men will tend to do it you know, a, a little bit more often because it takes a long time for boys to turn into men, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and some are perpetual boys still. Right, so exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? Do you think that a woman kind of sets herself up for failure if she knows that he cheated before even committing to this man? What do you think about that? I don't know if it's setting self up for failure because I'm not of the mindset that once a cheater, always a cheater, because I think people do have that opportunity to change if they decide to. I think if a woman decides that she's going to stay in that relationship and it happens, she sure as heck better have her stuff together. And what I mean is have it together is know what boundaries do I feel was violated? What am I doing about it? Am I okay putting up with this? Am I okay that this is going to take a long time to heal? Am I okay that I'm probably not going to get my needs met, meaning I can't be in the victim mode for long amounts of time because, you know, I've got to move through this. I'm making this decision. I think you really have to be in a really a, a space that you're open to really long-term healing. Um, and you have to ask yourself, if, if I make this decision to end it, is this the right thing for me right now? Am I going to be possibly hurt again? Absolutely. There are people who don't get cheated on in the beginning. They get cheated on 10 years down the road. So we don't know how to prevent, but you've got to pay attention to what your gut says. And I think that's where, especially as women, we lose focus with our gut and our intuition. We don't want to listen to it. We want to listen to our hearts, not our brains and our gut. And so if that woman gets cheated on and her gut's telling her, you need to call it quits, you need to be out, and she stays in it, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's so, and you know what, that is so, you said that so elegantly, (laughs) because we have to understand the difference between intuition and illusion women, you know, and, and, and I mean, it's a thin line sometimes too, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so easy, Mm -hmm. you know, with all these illusions, but let's go ahead, Karina, are you there? Because, you know, I want to go into this clip before we come back on tunes again of this young man who decided that he wanted to give relationship advice. And one of my, um, okay, great. Okay, we got six, five minutes. Okay, so one of, I don't even know how long this clip is. Do we have time, Karina? And he decided to give relationship advice. Um, This is the one, oh my goodness, what's the name of this clip, you guys? Uh, Relationship advice, maybe. There was only just two clips. Conflict, yes. Is it conflict? I think that's the one I sent you, huh? Yeah, that mm-hmm. is it's conflict. Okay, let's mm-hmm. play conflict. Let's see what this man has to say here. Because when, you, when you're too masculine, it shows insecurity because that's overcompensation. By having a balance of masculinity and femininity, it'll give you that air of, I could trust them. You see? It, it gives you contrasting quality. It makes you edgy. So if you're a very masculine person, have, an, have a spiritual side to you. And don't be obvious about your spiritual side. Be subtle. But communicate it in a subtle way. Don't just tell her you meditate. Let her find out by her own. Don't even say you meditate. If you're ma- very, ma- if you're a very masculine person, don't say you meditate. Allow her to see that you meditate through your Instagram. But the point is that you want to have those qualities where she says to herself, "Wait a minute, I would not imagine he actually did that." It's kind of like Kanye West. When you see Kanye West being nice to his wife, you're like, "Oh, he's actually a nice guy." You see, so it really rounds a person. Number four, create a triangle of desire. 
talk about other females you you actually admire. For example, if she's a blonde who um, who has a nice ass, talk about other females that you find attractive that are that have dark hair and, and and nice titties and dark skin. Or talk about it doesn't matter. But the point is that it has to be the total opposite of how she looks. Talk about another woman that looks the total opposite of how she looks. That's so that she can become her own cup her competition. Right? It, it, again, it doesn't have to be real. It has to be. It could be someone that. It could be a celebrity. But the point is that by simply letting her know her your type, your type, right, and telling her that you that she's so hot or that you're admiring her for this, it gives her a competition. Even better if they're actually real female friends. Have female friends hang around you. You see, and when you have that, you create that little competition. Trust me. This, the, on the dating channel for women that I have. Where I primarily teach dark psychological tactics like these because I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how to pick up, man, but I do know how to fuck with people's minds, right? Uh, yeah, we know <laughs> that you know how to mess with people's minds. Okay, you guys, that clip was, <laughs> it's so much excretion in that. I don't even know where to start, Christy, you know? Um, I will say, <laughs> I will say this, you guys. That type of relationship advice, when people are talking to you like that, Run, become yes. Forrest Gump. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you do. Run, you guys. Do you understand me? Because there's no reason that anyone should ever be put in a situation where they don't understand mm-hmm. how you feel and you just coming up with your own, your own language, your own, you know, your own script for the show. You're mm-hmm. not the only one in the relationship. Do you understand? And for you to sit here and try to make a person second guess how you feel about them, understand that that is the perfect contract for disaster, all right? And anytime someone says that right there in your face where they're disrespecting you and talking about another woman and how good another woman or another man looks, Ron, I'm going, I want to, listen, I can keep going on with this one, Christy. <laughs> There's a lot there I'm in gonna, there. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot. And you know what? When we come back, I want to know your input on that because we still have to go into the Dear Daya letter. Um, and then when we come back, I want everyone to know where they can find you. We ran out of time with that in this segment. But when we come back, I want everybody to know where they can find you. Also, where to get this fabulous relationship book. OK, and let me give you guys something. There's no reason to put energy in a direction where people are where people have assumptions. Right. No reason to penetrate any part of the brain that can create illusions in your relationships. Always, always, always remember those rules. And if you have someone that's doing that, honey, you got a long way to go with them. And they're proven to you that they have a long way to improve their, um, their height when it comes to being an adult. Okay. Don't let somebody's height fool you sometimes. Over 6'3", they're still boys. Stay with us, okay, you guys? We got so much coming up. So much more to talk about. information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's Virgin Neighborhood. Do you 
think engaging in small talk with prospective clients before business negotiations is a good idea? A new study from Nova Consulting Group suggests that it all depends on whether you are male or female. The study found that a little chatter by female professionals before a meeting will generally produce a positive image, but not always positive results. However, male professionals who begin negotiations with a little small talk usually glean favorable returns. This is because there is a preconception that women are already expected to be more communicative than men. And when a man makes small talk, he is perceived as friendlier and likable. But beware that babblery or gossip will only get you into trouble. Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Welcome back, welcome back, you guys. Of course, we have author sexologist Christy Overstreet. Who wants more relationship advice? I do. So <laughs> before we went on a break, we heard that um, that young man giving. But and you know what? He's young, too. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, young men are really interested into playing games, you know. Yes. Um, I would be very scared. It would be very scary if... Um, he was over 30 talking like that. I hope he's not. I hope he's not over 30. Oh, my God. But what did you think about the information? Um, you know, he said dark tactics. I do believe that there are yes. dark tactics. And I don't believe that you have to bring any darkness into a relationship. No. You know, that relationship should be a safe space. We're trying to get out of darkness. And the only thing that he said that's actually correct is his first couple sentences, needing balance being able to express your masculine side and feminine side. I was all excited. I heard that he got a pluses for me. And then he went off the side of a cliff <laughs> because the last thing we need as women is more competition. We're hard enough on ourselves. Yep. We don't have time for that. And that's just, that's crazy talk. It is not the way to do it. And if you want to play games and do that, be in that unhealthy space. But most of us want healthy long-term relationships that you know help us become our best self and then be with a partner who grows too and doing those things won't get it do the opposite right you know what you felt the same way I mm-hmm. felt because when I was given that I was like oh look at him that's yeah. right Yay, balance. Like <laughs> and then I was listening <laughs> I said to myself I said oh my god I said you know what this is the perfect the, you know these are the perfect words and the perfect uh, ideology of what not to do mm-hmm. so um, you guys don't ever 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 uh, submit to that type of behavior and and please yeah. do not take information relationship information for anyone that comes close to speaking like that now this book where can people find fix yourself first 25 tips to stop ruining your relationships they can find it on Amazon or on my website. My website is christyoverstreet.com and you can purchase it either place. And I've got ebooks and print available. You do. And mm-hmm. where can people find you? This, where can people find you? Do you have Facebook, Twitter? What, what do you have? Yeah, face, uh, Facebook and Twitter is probably my most active accounts. Dr. Christy Overstreet on Facebook. You can like the page there. And then I'm at Chris Overstreet on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I'm always there to help and share information. And I like to share a lot of stuff that's getting out there. So check it out. Yeah. And how do you feel? Do you think that we really need um, people, you know, especially with the divorce rates, people aren't staying together? 
uh, a lot of people want to stay together but just don't know how. They don't have the tools. Some of them don't even have the mind state for it. How do you feel about relationships in this day and age? It, it, it's scary. It, it's scary because we're not getting those tools. We're not getting those techniques. Our family system has changed. You know, we're changed and with social media and everything else. I mean, it can be a really tough place, but most importantly, what hasn't changed is a human spirit. And most of us don't want to be alone. We're just looking for some peace in a really chaotic world, especially right now. And relationships have the opportunity to give that, you know, we've got work stress, we got career stress, we have financial stress, family stress, the relationship, you want that to be a space that's peaceful. You, when you get home or after work, you want to be able to connect and be okay with being you. So there's still hope and potential if people are willing to take action to make it happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree 100% with that. Um, I can't argue with that. I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And how important do you think it is? This is the last question I want to ask you, then we'll go into the uh, Dear Daya letter. How important do you feel it is to remain and have your individuality in a relationship? I think it's one of the most important things that a couple needs. And that's why it was one of the 25 tips for, for females is because you have to have individual hobbies. You have to have interests. And then you balance that with spending time together. If all of your interests and all of your hobbies are all together 100% of the time, you don't get to grow. You grow by going and having an experience and coming back and sharing and talking about it and balancing. Like we said earlier, that balance is everything. You don't want to become one person. You want to allow space to be two people that becomes one couple. That is so true. And how much power do you have when you're doing that? Oh, my God, your world seems to open up. And it's almost like a baby in a candy store. I know you guys because I experience it. Okay, let's mm -hmm. get into this Dear Daya letter. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Ready. Okay. It says, Dear Daya, I am a 47-year-old man. I only have a 13-year-old son and the rest of my children are grown. I have been in a relationship for, oh, I'm sorry, I have been married, excuse me. I have been married for three years in my first relationship and 15 years in my second marriage. Okay, so he was married twice. Mm -hmm. Now I am single, even though I had a great girl and I know that she's married material, I'm not ready to get married again. So I want to know, because all my friends, especially female friends, say that I'm going to grow old, lonely, with no one, with no help, no one to support me. And sometimes this scares me. But women sometimes are just too needy and I do not want a relationship. Can I say that I'm looking for love right now? I am not. So can you please help me with this situation? Am I on the right path for myself? Now, this is what I say. If you are okay with being by yourself, then be by yourself. I do not have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this. You have been in two marriages, okay? You have to ask yourself, why did your marriages end, first of all? Mm -hmm. And are you really running away from what, what you consider love to be? Because if you are in relationships where you're causing the problem, which I feel that a lot of people who say, I don't want love and I don't want a relationship, a lot of times they, they say that because they really are the corporate. They are the problem in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you feel like it, it, and what I'm saying is become conscious of who you are. If you know that you still have, um, uh, you still have to give yourself time to grow then give yourself time to grow. I don't care how old you are, because I will give an example. There was a man that who was married 
twice in a relationship, okay? And he okay. cheated both times in the relation in, in his marriage. Okay. And he said to me, well, I've been married for, he was married in his second marriage for seven years. And I said, well, didn't you cheat in that, um, in that relationship, in that marriage? He said, yeah. I said, then you wasn't married for seven years. So Mm -hmm. let's get it together. Christy, go ahead. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with you on that end. If you're out there doing that, you're split off and living two different lives and you're not giving it a hundred percent. And so it can't work from your end if you're doing that. But the gentleman that wrote in, like you said, it's okay to be by himself, be by yourself. But no, what do you think you may desire in the future? Are you looking for, um, if you're not looking for love, are you looking for friendship? Are you looking with friends with benefits? Do you just want sex? Do you want random hookups? Like, do you want to uh, pair up with somebody when you're 70? Like, get an idea of the direction you want to go in and own it and know that it can evolve and it can change. And people can say, hey, you're going to end up lonely. And that's going to be your decision you have to make. and You have to be prepared to live with your consequences. If you're dating someone that's great and you're not ready to move forward, the best thing you can do is be honest and not hold back and not lead on. That's very important. And not have guilt behind that. Oh, my God. That is so right. And, and, it's, and, and what it really is, you guys, stay in your own right. Okay? Stay in mm-hmm. your own right. Live your life. But be honest with everyone yes. that you are you know, that you come in contact with. If you don't want a relationship, then hey, express that. But don't lie to get to someone too close. Don't do that because then it becomes a danger zone, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It becomes a danger zone. And that's something that you do not want. Trust me when I tell you that, okay? okay. Also, you guys, um, make sure that you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. They are waiting for you. I want you guys to um, also... Um, Go say hello to Christy Overstreet. Um, Her book, you guys, Fix Yourself First, 25 Tips to Stop Ruining Your Relationship. Some people, Christy, don't even know what these steps are. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even know what they're doing. They need to be a boy doing, right? (laughs) Exactly, right? So I want want everybody to get those, um, you know, to to go ahead and get that because, first of all, it's important to know who you are. It's important Mm -hmm. to... um, at least know what you can bring to the table and execute that type of behavior, you know, and also demand it from the person that you're saying that you love, you know? So Mm -hmm. what is next for Christy Overstreet? Well, I, uh, just staying busy, doing a lot of fun things, doing a lot of speaking around the U S and doing trainings. And, um, I have another book that's coming out in the fall on transgender identities. It's another area that I work a lot in with the LGBTQ community. And so working on that right now. Yes, you do. Oh, my goodness. You do have that. And I totally forgot about that. Well, you know, I told you that there were people that who um, wished me a happy birthday, right? Yes. And so I want to go about, um, you know, saying thank you to those individuals that said, Daia, happy birthday to you. I think it's important when people can, you know, when people do that. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't take that, you know, I don't take that lightly to tell you the truth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you ready, Christy? You guys right now, welcome to Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. I'm Daya Six. And right now I have the beautiful author, sexologist, Christy Overstreet. And I want to say, you guys, the Pisces season is over. It's over (laughs) and it's okay. It's all right. But I had a great and wonderful birthday. So I want to say thank you to so many people. And here's the list, because we I literally have two minutes. Uh, what is it? Two, two or three minutes, uh, Karina, before we uh, before the show is over. OK, so here we go. Dina Beth, Lawrence Sweeting, 
Sabrina Bathwheat from Barbados, my bro Carl Smith, Christine Adams. Yes, I've had a wonderful day. Uh, Heather Parks, hugs to you too. Sabrina Oso, Nikita Robinson, Gregory Andrews. Um, who is, oh, Claudia Carrillo. Hey, bestie. <laughs> Charles Hebb, Maura Sweeney. Maura Sweeney actually will be on the show um, in a couple of weeks. So she's coming on HRT Radio. And guess what? My producer, Karina Love. Holla. <laughs> Lau, um, what is that? Lau um, Russworm. Oh, yes, that's Lau. Elizabeth uh, Kadri Trimble. Oh, that's Elizabeth um, Berberian. That's what I went to school with her. Keisha Keith. Uh, Tiana Snowden, I haven't seen her in like forever, ever. My cousin R.T. Smith, James Sims, Delion Bay, Robert Doss, uh, Chris Bruce. Oh my goodness, we still have so much to go, Christy. Uh, Gina Mariposa, um, Matt Jones. Oh my goodness, I've seen those pics. He has pictures of me when I was in junior high. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, awesome. Love I it. Know, right? uh, Donna uh, Damali, uh, Marie Espino. I blew up my candles. Kimberly Joy Lewis, Victor Valadez, Ramona Valadez, um, Monique Kleinfinger, uh, my partner, Lisa Stobin. Yes, D. Stewart, my sis, Asani Smith, Jared Hill. My brother, Shapur and Tim Wyatt, Anthony Curenton. Oh, my goodness. I need to hurry up. Michael Lalo. Oh, my God. I saw that post you gave, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love and peace and blessings to you. Tisha Lucas, Louis Rivas, William Lewis, Michael Sanders, Susan Mark. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Wanda Walker, Dale Rogers, Robert Ash, Shannon Bowerman, Dr. Sarah Larson, Charlotte Meadows, Tyrone McLeod, Maisha Bugs, Larry Cox, John Nettles Bay. Uh, Ralph Coleman, oh, I already said Kadri Trimble, my cousin, he must be on my mind. Um, <laughs> my bro, Shanato Robinson, we're almost done, you guys. Uh, Robbie Bosco, Cedric Bleak, Dr. Tatiana Davis, Marcin Fobbs, Charlotte Spencer, my cousin, Monet Harris, yes. Uh, my siblings, Zarina, uh, Jamila, Hassan, Rahim, and my ultimate beautiful mother so i want to thank everyone for wishing me a happy birthday it is over i have the lovely <laughs> the lovely sexologist and we um um christy overstreet you guys her book fix yourself first this is a good book easy read go do it we're getting ready to um come to an end oh my god christy do you approve this message that we have today love it love you love your advice you're doing awesome thanks for having me and thanks to all your listeners yes thank you so much for having me we approve this message and we will